Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com, and we're also on Facebook. Today's podcast features a discussion following the Easter Sunday service of April 12th, 2020. Also, Pastor Jay and Pastor Robbie talk a little bit about a conference they were going to be in in Louisville, but instead are live streaming it. Hello, Faith Church. Welcome to another edition of the Faith Church Podcast. I Hello, am... everybody. You just cut me Do off. I... Oh, sorry. I was just excited. You're excited? You were just talking about how low your energy was, and now you got this goofy smile on your face and you're... that I can see over through Zoom, though. Well, now we're talking to our people. Oh, yeah. It got me pumped. So now it's better. Yeah, so I am Jay, one of your hosts and pastors, and with me is Robbie... Who just your other host, so and <laughs> also one of your pastors. Was that pause for dramatic effect? Now we're just talking over each other. This is not... We are decidedly getting worse at this. I just paused, really for, so? you to, I just paused for you to say something, and then you didn't <laughs> say anything. This is ridiculous. Okay, well, this is the post-Easter podcast. So this past weekend was Easter Sunday. And, and it quite was, possibly the weirdest Easter ever for sure the weirdest easter for me ever i can't think of one that is stranger it, it was what was that like for you robbie on sunday morning now sunday morning for us because as we've said before we so we pre-record the service uh and we did that on thursday but we still wanted to have the baptism on sunday and so Correct. if you're watching you saw that we did uh, will's baptism and we did that early Sunday morning. So, Robbie, what was the significance of that? Like, why, when we did all the other things recorded, why did we do that on Sunday morning? Yes, very early Sunday morning, quite frankly. Uh, we That was a big deal because it was, first of all, Resurrection Sunday, which is an awesome day to be baptized. And also, as as we said in the service, it was Will's birthday. And so it just simply did not do to pre-record that on a different day that there was it was too awesome and too significant to do it on Easter itself to to not get up at the crack of dawn and try to pull that off right so what that ended up meaning was we had to we had to do some some tight math here to because we had done the whole service and prepared that whole thing and then had a space to drop the baptism in and so immediately after you uh, baptized will I grabbed the card out of the camera, threw it in, put it in the timeline, um, rendered it, and handed it off to Jeff Bauer, who then was set to upload it, and then YouTube has to process it. So these are all the technological things that happen behind the scenes, and one of the millions of reasons why we aren't live streaming things is because of all the stuff that goes on. But we thought we had it. Like Jeff was uploading it. It looked good. YouTube normally takes about 20 to 30 minutes to process one of our videos, the services, to be ready to air. And about 20 minutes in or 30 minutes in, I think it was 30% of the way done. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) because I'm pretty sure every church on planet Earth was also trying to stream or upload something at that exact second. Yeah. So we had to figure out, I had a plan B, but my plan B also failed. So I had to go to plan C. <laughs> plan C was failing quickly because Jeff was saying, this isn't even going to be up by nine. And um, so uh, then Jeff and had... Plan D was panic. Right. Plan D, plan D was 
Robbie and I panic while Jeff Bauer comes up with another idea where he actually streamed, live streamed the video from his computer. So don't worry about the technology of that. But what you need to know is that Jeff Bauer came up with a brilliant plan and tested it in lightning speed and got it set up so that we were only 10 minutes late on the first service. And he then monitored the live streaming of the service the entire time you know, monitoring for any glitches or whatever. And um, so Jeff was the hero. Jeff Bauer was the hero of Easter Sunday. He was absolutely the hero. He figured out there was almost no service on Easter until Jeff Bauer saved the day and figured out a way to get it up there. So, yes, I I received a text or two at like 8.50 on on, on that morning with, with pictures of the countdown saying... Why hasn't this started yet? It says there's like eight more minutes and helping people understand it was a minor miracle and Jeff Bauer's superpowers that there was anything displayed at all by that time. It was pretty pretty amazing and we were pretty grateful for Jeff's technological prowess. And the fact that he was seemed largely unfazed. As you and I were on the verge of a nervous breakdown, <laughs> Jeff was just kind of going, okay, we could try this. He... See, but this is what I love about Jeff is, again, the different expressions of Jeff, and they are all the same. So all of his emotions That's true. underneath. Because when I, when I texted him, a, um, we had been on the phone, and then I just told him, hey, great job. And uh, uh, he said, basically, no problem. And then he said, let's not do this again. And he had a, like a <laughs> you know, tongue-sticking-out emoji. And I... I loved it because it was it, it was such a glimpse. That was Jeff's form of that just stressed me to no end. And, of nervous um, breakdown. And, yeah, yeah. It was his nervous breakdown. His nervous breakdown just looks a lot different, less animated than mm-hmm. mine. Um, so anyway, those are all the things that go on behind the scenes. But it was really important that we do the baptism on Easter Sunday. And it was, it was incredible. I'm so glad that we did that. Um, and really thankful that that God allowed all that to be pulled off like the way that it was because it was well worth the effort well worth the effort yeah it was well worth the effort which so that's one of the questions Robbie that I um, wanted to to bring up when we we're thinking about the Easter service I got a lot of feedback about the Easter service and how um, some people use the term well-produced, which is usually something that makes me really cringe when it comes to worship. And anybody that's been here long enough knows um, that you and I are not uh, typically fans of production during worship. And so we really try to keep things to the things that God says, you know, clearly that we are called to do. So why this? Like we've answered this a little bit with why do we pre-record the services? Um, But then on an, a service like this where you and I and and Jeff all put in a lot of effort um, doing a lot of production to pull the Easter service off. What's the difference? Like the, the music video, for example, which I know you don't even want me to use that term, but it was a video of music. That was involving music and also video. Yes. So those two things came together in what shall yes. we say is a video of music how about that okay and i accept that term and it was incredible i i loved it um so why wouldn't we do that like why is it okay right now why would you have chosen to do that 
um, on this Sunday when I don't think you would do that on a normal Sunday? That is, that's such a good question. I, no, we would not typically do that on, on a Sunday morning because context makes all the difference, right? So if you imagine all of us actually physically gathered together on a Sunday morning, in order to play something like that, we, we have to stop the engagement of the congregation, right? So we all stop singing so that we can all watch this video presentation. And so in a sense, corporate worship stops so that we can all view this thing together. And, and we might get to the end of that in that context and think, oh, that was neat. Uh, but, but it's not, it doesn't have that same, the same impact. And, and arguably, you're even stopping the worship in order to, to view that. But we're in such an unusual context right now where where the production and and the time that we take in that the the purpose of that is to try to help people to feel connected right we have to go to a, to go through additional details to get to a place that we don't even think about when we're actually gathered together right because we're all there so we don't have to work extra hard to make it feel like we're all together i just look around and see that everybody else is there we don't have that when me uh, and and my family or I'm by myself sitting sitting in the room and so we 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 do this extra effort the same thing that on a Sunday morning when we're all actually gathered in this context has the opposite effect where in watching this video and in seeing each of these members of our family these people who are dear to us uh, it actually helps us to connect and helps us to engage in worship in this context does that make sense yeah, and I, I think what's important about that is, yeah, like you said, context is everything. And so it's not that these different things are, are wrong. It's just what's what's the point of them and what are they what are they drawing the Correct. congregation towards? Exactly. And so when I think about it, you know, like we're not we're not anti video. We're it's um but it's what what's the point of that? Is it is it increasing the engagement of the people or is it breaking away from that? We obviously use technology every every Sunday we gather here together. We use a lot of technology mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to to not be a distraction, but all of it is meant to kind of draw into the worship of God and not be a distraction uh, from that. And so, precisely, I think that that's the difference too. Plus, the fact I don't know about anybody else out there, but in my house we sang along with people. I mean, like we sang with that video, which is the point. Certainly here on a Sunday morning, all gathered together, we wouldn't, people wouldn't sing with it. They would watch it like a, a, a performance. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So what, what about, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the intro video, because that, I thought that was really powerful. Tell me a little bit about what went into that. Yeah, so I, I tried to think, all right, Easter is supposed to be this big celebration and I couldn't help but think, you know, on a normal Easter Sunday, when we are all gathered here together, there's such an energy. There's such a, just people are typically dressed up maybe a little bit more there. There's a lot of like, you know, greetings, more boisterous greetings. There's just so much energy here on Easter Sunday. And I thought, yeah, how do we, how do we try to, get people to that point? How do we get people to understand, Hey, this, this is still Easter in this very strange environment, um, sitting on, in your, on your living room couch. And how does this not feel like every other 
service that we do. And so it just kind of came to my mind of just saying, man, it would be great. What I love is people coming together and greeting each other, you know, saying he is risen or happy Easter or any of that. And knowing how hungry people were to see each other's faces, that's why I made the ask to our church family, you know, hey, send me a greeting. I had no idea what that was going to turn out like, um, but it was fantastic. Um, like almost all of them, there were a couple that we couldn't use because of technical difficulties with them, but most, the vast majority were all usable and anything that was usable I used because um, I just was so excited for that. And I think, um, so my thought was in that was I wanted to show and kind of claim, you know, name this thing that we're all feeling, that this is different and that it's, um, that the church does feel empty, that this is normally where we would be gathering. Um, I wanted yeah. to remind people what it was like to be in this place. There's some of our church family that haven't been in this physical location for over a month. Um, right. And so it starts to feel distant and I wanted it to feel, I wanted them to feel connected to that space again, but then also remind them that, this space is not, this isn't the thing that Easter is still the thing. And this is still Easter. Yeah. And then that it's about these people. And so to have them people greeting yeah. each other, um, it was, it was a joy. Like it was a labor of love. I think I will say there is definitely, I was pulling back on my video production days of just like trying to lightning speed, turn this thing around. Um, because obviously the, the sermon prep was more important. And so I didn't do any of this with the video until after all that was done after the recording the services, because it just, um, I, that needed to take priority, but, uh, but it was, it was meaningful to me. And I know you had said this, like even in the preparation of yours and, and the preparation of this video for me, um, I got really emotional multiple times, just, seeing the faces of our people and them greeting the church. Uh, it was, it was, you know, we normally we talk in this podcast about the, um, what was surprising about sermon prep. I, I think that the bigger thing for me that God did in my heart this week was editing that video because I really miss our people and I miss seeing their faces. Yeah. And so it, it was an emotional thing for me to, to put that together. I was really surprised this week for, for people who don't know much about video editing. You spend a lot of time staring at the same few yes. seconds of footage over and over and over again. And you watch the same thing for hours and hours and hours and hours. And, and what what I felt so impacted by was even after all of that throughout the week, Sunday morning felt no less impactful. Right. Like even knowing what was coming, I it still struck me. I still got choked up seeing each of those faces appear on the screen in both of those video elements. And and I think that just speaks to um, where where we are and and that felt need of wanting that connection. How deeply we do miss one another, and and that the screen does not meet that need. Uh, and and I and I love that just it created that sense of. Um, you know that that fondness of heart, right? The absence makes the heart grow fond, and 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 just swelled that sense of fondness and and desire. And what a great day it is going to be when when we can all worship together, actually together. Yeah, it was, and that's that's the thing that I mentioned. I think it was last week. I don't remember about how it seems that God is blessing these elements in ways that He um, 
hasn't before, and, and I don't think he will again. So we mentioned this about streaming worship services. Our, we have no intention, if some people have asked, um, and I know more will ask, we have no intention of streaming services in the future once we're able to gather together. Now, it is opening up some ideas of how, um, you know, we're always trying to figure out how do we minister to our our church family who are unable to gather with us, whether that's missionaries overseas or elderly who are um, shut in or, you know, unable to get to us. And so we'll always consider that and think through that. But, um, but I, my, my one concern is as God blesses us in this is that people would look at it and say, wow, but that was so meaningful. Why wouldn't we continue to do that? Even when this is over, whether it's a video or just streaming the service Mm. as a whole, with how meaningful yeah. that is. And part of my response to that would be, I think that that was meaningful for a time, for a season. I think that God yeah. is, I, I do believe that God is going to bless these technological elements um, in a different way right now that I don't, I don't want to assume he's going to continue to do um, in, mm. in the future when we're able to get together. Um, does that, does that make sense? Or do you think I'm off I think weird so. land? Is that a thing? I think I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Weirdland, Weirdland makes yeah. less sense than all the other stuff you just said. <laughs> That's good to know. I can't support Weirdland, La- but I support La- all the La- other Land, things that Homeland. you just said. Weirdland. <laughs> never Neverland. That's good. I, no, now yeah, we've come so off the rails. Respond, let's, then. let's let's bring it back in. I no, I I, I agree with you. I, I think. Um, as part part of this challenge in this season has been coming up with solutions for how how, how we can stay connected, um, I, ideally in ways that we would continue to do moving forward. And so, if if people continue to be blessed by things like this podcast, right. then it would be our delight to continue to do that and and use that as an opportunity to continue to answer questions, respond to sermons, and um, and and provide helpful, engaging discipleship content, um, things like the vlogs and, and, and whatnot. Um, but then there's a few things like the streaming that once we are able to gather again, we're, we're not going to, I, I would hope that we would not continue to do the lesser version once the, the better version is available, when the true version is, is once again available to us. Yeah, which is something we've talked about as a staff of, <clears throat> there are some things that we are doing right now because it's as a as a replacement. So Robbie, you talked about this in your sermon a couple weeks ago that, that it is, we're doing it because we can't do the better thing. And then, and and so, and those things will come to an end when we're allowed to get back together. And then there are other things where this has been a catalyst to do something that we've wanted to do um, to, then we're finding things that are actually helpful and equipping to our people, even when we're able to get together on a Sunday morning. And so this is clearly one of those things. Side note though, if you guys don't know, Robbie and I, our background, um, we back when we were at um, in California together, our jobs were they were video production. So I was doing video stuff there for the high school ministry, and then I moved on, and Robbie came in and took it over and did way better. Basically, stepped into the role that you were in in high school yeah, ministry. And, and, did it so much better. I was like the valley between two incredible producers. Like the guys before me were amazing. And then they referred to that as the J year. That was the year that all the video went downhill. Um, 
but we would we would seriously be in these closets like this we, our editing studio as it were was a closet that had been transformed into a video editing studio and we, we'd spend hours and hours and hours into that and i had a little bit of ptsd flashback um to those days of editing the videos but i knew that the big difference was that this video people would actually watch and be um and feel ministered to by whereas yes when we used to do this in high school ministry you, we would make a video we'd pour 60 hours into this video and two-thirds of the room is talking through the whole thing <laughs> and it just made you want to pull your <laughs> opening up all their cans of dr pepper during your favorite part of the video oh my goodness i've never wanted to scream so much in my life at children I just want to scream at teenagers constantly. <laughs> you will watch this video. Do you understand how much of my life I poured into this? It's funny. Laugh it's, at my it's video. It's good practice for parenting. Yeah, this this is this was a very different. It feel. was. It was a very, very different, different feel. feel. I did feel that way towards my kids a little bit, like when they're watching it and going, "Oh, it's neat." I'm like, "Neat? Do you have much? How much time? It's not neat." But that's not. No, that's not why we not, do it, Jay. But it just was. It was a thing. So, anyways. But it was helpful to know this actually had the the chance of right. being impactful, and and based on the feedback that we've gotten, it it was, and we're we're very grateful for that. That's a direct Absolutely. answer to prayer. Um, you know, another thing that this is bringing up is this is this whole week was supposed to be different for us. So, um, if you don't know, also we were supposed to be down in Louisville, Louisville, how do you, Louisville, Louisville, um, Kentucky, Louisville. for a conference. So, um. Usually once a year we try to get away uh, to a conference, and so we were supposed to be down there this week. And of course, that has not is not happening. But they are streaming it live, and so uh, we have been. It turns out that Louisville frowned on the idea of gathering ten thousand pastors all in one. Yeah, building it seemed in light of the yeah, current situation. Yeah, it was a toss up, but they kind of went against it. Um, the gathering of 10, turns out it was a gathering of 10, not 10,000 that is allowed. So they had to clarify that. Yes, correct. Was it just groups of 10s, like all 10s can get together? Um, and so we were in virtual Louisville today, and we've listened to a couple of sessions. Um, anything, any takeaways from that, Robbie, that just on the fly? Oh, man, so many, so many takeaways. The last session that we just watched was... By David Platt, who I always find particularly uh, simultaneously challenging and encouraging. Um, and uh, the one thing, when, when, as you just asked that right now, the, the first thing that popped into my head was, was one of the last things that he said. It was actually a quote from another pastor by the, names of, by the name of Charles Simeon. Um, and, and he said that, the Christians need to learn to enjoy God in everything and to enjoy everything in God. And I was just so struck by, by the, the simplicity and beauty in that. And at the same time, how enormous that statement yeah. is like, it's, it's deceptively profound. Uh, and, and was, was challenged to, to think through like, how do, how do I, how do I look through look through that lens for the rest of today and then do that again tomorrow and then the day after and the day after. Yeah. Now that's, that's very different than when you first told me, what did you say Platt's message was basically titled why Jay and Robbie shouldn't be pastors? 
why we should never be pastors. It was like eight questions from first Peter five and eight questions for pastors about shepherding your flock. And it was, it was challenging because you're just thinking, Oh man. And am I, am I really fulfilling this calling in the way that God would have me do it? And, um, the answer as with so many things is a mixed bag. There are evidences of God's grace, um, and, and certain things. And then there are other evidences of my brokenness that needs to be, you know, confronted. And so David Platt is always good at doing that, (laughs) making you think, hitting you with some hard things and making you ask hard questions. So. And, and so good at, at simply presenting the word and saying, if we actually believe what this says, then this is what you're actually supposed to be living like. And, and, and then when I take that step back and, and, and really try to honestly self-evaluate I, I seldom look even close to what scripture is calling me to which uh, which initially makes me feel a little discouraged and defeated until right. I remember the gospel and and then it, the pendulum swings all the way to the other side and, and, I, and I feel overwhelmed with gratefulness that the expectation is not my perfection but clinging to Christ's perfection and the fact that I am I'm not ever going to be a perfect under-shepherd worthy of full imitation, um, but just like every other member of this church, I'm I'm desperately clinging to Christ. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I endorse that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find I was trying to find something else from it. I mean, the the first session was was really, I mean, it was a powerful exhortation from Colossians about just setting your eyes uh, on Christ and seeking things above, setting your mind on things above, and really about um, beholding Christ. And so I thought that was really powerful and um, just the simplicity of that and yet how important it is to be found in Christ, to be um, consumed by him, which then carried over into Platt's message about, you know, one of the questions that Platt asked, which was so great, um, was the idea of, do you love your ministry more than you love Jesus? And, and, and then drawing that, tying that back into, um, so it's from Peter, first Peter talking about shepherding the flock um, among you. Um, and that's the, that's the command is to shepherd the flock among you. And, him echoing back to Jesus confronting Peter and saying, do you love me and feed my sheep? So he doesn't, his question to Peter isn't, um, do you love feeding my sheep or do you, or even do you love the sheep? His question is, do you love me? Well then feed my, feed my sheep. And, uh, just a reminder of how our ministry, all of our ministry, not just pastoral ministry, any ministry that we do, flows out of loving Jesus. That is the that is the source. So no amount of love for your neighbor can overtake your the love for God. Like that loving your neighbor flows out of being loved by God and loving God and um it's just so easy to get caught up in loving ministry, loving doing things for people, loving producing content, you know, loving um even loving loving people and and even good things, all those things can be good things, but but when they don't yeah. flow out of love for Jesus, um, and my just feeling consumed, being consumed by Him, then it's 
it doesn't end well. That seems like a fairly repetitive theme in Jesus' ministry, this whole loving God and as a result of that loving others. It does others seem that way. Thing. You should write that down. Maybe we could. I should. I should. I could, I could, could tweet, tweet that. Let's not. Um, Do people still tweet stuff? Is Twitter even a thing anymore? I'm so disconnected I, from that world. So here's a fun fact. Christoph got really excited because he found my old Twitter account, which the last post was, I think, seven years ago or eight years ago. I don't know. I basically, I got on. I think I beat you by one year that? there. You beat me? I think well, I, I don't know. I'm just rounding. I, I don't know. Christoph could tell you. I think tweet. it was, actually, I think it was eight years ago. I think it was 2012. Anyway, I, I was so early on Twitter that I basically got to choose my my handle, and then I posted three times, I think, and then I was out. No more Twitter for Jay. So did you actually get, like, at I Jay got, Williams? <laughs> I think I got at, I think I got at JD Williams, and then I put my birth date on the, like, my day, the day. I don't, I don't know. Whatever it was, Jay Williams usually is taken very quickly. So I was early enough in Gmail that I didn't have to go with a crazy number with Jay Williams, um, and early enough with Twitter. But, uh, but, but most things, that's not like you, you probably have a little easier time securing your name on things. One would think there are a lot of Robbie Hillings, but there's some somewhere out somewhere out there is some sinister and very technologically advanced Robbie Helene that always gets really? at that before I do. Is it Otis though? Yeah. No, if I, if I include the Otis, that's usually the clincher. <laughs> So a lot, a lot of my things end up just being Robbie Otis, just oh, for the safe that makes play. Me so happy, I love that. All right, well, that's that's probably enough. For those of you who did not understand the context, that is in fact my middle name, Otis. Which is great because like one of your emails is Rotis, isn't it? Rotis. That's correct. R Otis. Took me a long time. I didn't understand that that was your middle name. I was like, what's Rotis? It's Rotis. I don't understand. Turns out it's R Otis. This is, this is really riveting podcast right now. I feel like it's on a it's on yeah, a steep it is, decline it is plummeted. right now. So we should wrap this up. Chris Are there off any is right now pulling the mayday, or any like the, the eject handle information. Like just like eject, eject, land the plane. Well, we can land the plane. Is there anything that people need to know up, uh, upcoming? I think uh, both a thank you and a request. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in the videos per our request that was such a huge blessing and we would not have been able to produce either of those videos if you guys had not been willing to so quickly and effectively respond so thank you so much uh all of you helped make that easter service significantly more meaningful and impactful so thank you uh also we would love for you to continue to send in your questions because we clearly are quickly running out of material for this podcast. So we, we love getting questions from you guys. It doesn't even have to be message-related. Just as you are in the Word and something comes up, um, or as you're ministering to somebody else and, and you, you find yourself challenged by something, we would love to, uh, to hear those questions and, and have an opportunity to hopefully, by God's grace, helpfully respond on a future podcast. Yeah, so just email those to us or whatever, uh, was it, connect at faithpeshigo.com? That's the I one. I like that I don't know that off the top of my head. I have to ask you every time. You did. I did you it. You just did it. You just said it. I am learning tricks. I'm learning new tricks. Um, 
yeah, it would be great to get those from you so that we can, uh, so that you don't just have to listen to Robbie and I, um, and our witty banter. Is it, does witty though it it may be engaging and captivating though this may be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the last few minutes would not be classified as witty or captivating, but that is correct. So that's why we need questions. But continue to look for the vlog. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, if you missed those in the intro video or the song uh, from Sunday, those are also up on the YouTube channel. We just thought that people might want to see those again. So they are up there. Our vlogs will be up there. We're still going to be producing the two podcasts and emails on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, we're just trying. We're just going to keep keeping people connected. And we do. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your, hear your stories. Um, but until then, know that we love you, church family. We are praying for you. And we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.